well, that's fantastic. I love this. The sprinting to the end stories are always oh, the best. Yeah. Oh, also, my gosh. could the shiny Latios Latias run? They couldn't, right? Because they're technically legendary. I thought they could. They could. Okay. Well, then this went from the luckiest. This could have gone from the luckiest to the unluckiest story. So congratulations, even more. Yeah, I, I don't remember one way or the other. Oh my gosh, I actually can't either. Somebody will correct us for two weeks from now, probably. We didn't make a claim. We said we think it's this, but we're not sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> Liability. We're good. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. We're packing up for GoFest next week in the Big Applin. Get a bingo with lingo during this week's gear up section. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 248. It's August 13th. It's a Sunday. It's 1230 p.m. Uh, so we've got about 90 minutes before the Froki are out and about hopping and doing their stuff with the bubbles, if I recall correctly. Something about bubbles. Yeah. Anyway, I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing on this Sunday morning? Now it's afternoon. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a little bit, I got like a little bit of like podcasting whiplash going on because we just recorded the episode just came out not two days ago. Uh, yeah, so this, it's been four days since we recorded. It's fine. Four days since we recorded. I got the episode out on Friday night, Saturday, some, one of those two. And it just, it just feels like we just talked because I listened to our conversations over again, right? <laughs> and wouldn't you know it wouldn't you know it kyle we didn't get any like news drops or anything since we recorded four days ago i know hard to believe hard to believe but i will say there were a couple of uh gbl pvp related articles that went up on the pokemongolive.com website which is where all the blog posts are if you're unfamiliar and they're, they're really quite good. They're written by people that know what they're talking about, and uh, they give good advice and good overview of stuff. So if you're looking for some literature to, to work through on PVP and stuff like that, those are some great official sources. I'm serious. I'm not even joking. Like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that being said, we also had Worlds this weekend to watch. It <laughs> ended this did. morning at like 2.30 a.m. Yes, I was up for it. Don't ask me why. Because uh, I wanted to watch, I suppose that's an easy answer. Um, but Mr. Kyle, did you watch any of the worlds this weekend at all? I didn't watch any of it. Not for you. None of it. <laughs> no. What if I told you you could have watched it on YouTube so you could have avoided the whole Twitch ecosystem? I mean, it's it's a mild improvement, but YouTube streaming's also kind of garbage. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I tried watching a bunch of it, right? Like I tried watching VGC and TCG and as well as Go, right? Go is the main thing I was watching for. And I'm like sitting here. I got I got the TCG finals on one screen. I'm playing Baldur's Gate with a couple of friends on the other screen. And I like look over and I look back at Baldur's Gate. And I look over at the stream and look back at Baldur's Gate. And I'm just like, I have no idea what's happening. I have zero <laughs> 
concept of what's happening. There was a point in time this guy had like eight energy cards attached to a Greninja. I'm like, <laughs> what is he doing with those energy cards? This is outrageous. I'm sure there's a simple answer if I had just read the card text maybe, but they move so fast. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard when you don't know exactly what's going on. My I don't understand the TCG at all. Not even. I mean, I understand the basic concept of like how you win, and that's it. <laughs> so they had like these cameras behind the players where they would show what they drew because there's a lot of shuffling and yeah. card draw and discard in Pokemon TCG. And they were like, they knew the deck list and they knew the win conditions, right? And so like when somebody would pull their cards and see this camera pan and they're like looking through their cards in their hand and stuff, they like zoom in to see what was on the cards. And the casters would be like, and there's that one and that one and that one. And they would just get so hype about them pulling these cards. I couldn't stop watching because of that. It was it was something else, let me just say. Uh, but the Go finals were awesome, really, really well played um, and fun to watch. So I would recommend, even if you're not a big PvP fan, go back and give that a watch because the production value is chef's kiss. Very, very good. But Mr. Kyle, we set some goals for ourselves. We did. Just, you know, under a week ago. Let's visit those goals and how we did. You wanted to get some more mega progress. It's been your pet project for about a month now. How is that going? It's going. I did uh, probably more than I have in a little while, making sure to do the ones I have a lot of energy for. Like uh, like both my primals are almost done right now, so that's exciting. <laughs> nice. Oh, very, very nice. Uh, 150,000 experience? Yeah. How, how much do you have left until 47? I, uh, 500k 600k 450 450 with froki day you'll probably be within spitting distance maybe depends i i don't know how good i'm gonna be at throwing at froki but we're gonna see are you gonna throw in a uh, lucky egg on even though it's not an xp based event uh we're gonna start without it see how i'm doing because if i'm just throwing greats i'm just like i'm not gonna waste my time yeah i don't even know how many lucky eggs i have right now but not enough for go fest it is kind of probably more efficient to wait and see if you're in the sweet spot or not, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 3,100 Pokemon storage. Did you manage to get down? I did. What are you at? I'm at, I'm at like 3,100, 30, oh, 30 wow. 80 or whatever. I stopped. I can go lower, but it actually will take work. And it's just so slow. <laughs> you sound like every guy in the limbo line. <laughs> This is nothing. Uh, I could go lower. <laughs> I, I probably transferred 100 Chinese. Oh, my gosh. You're a madman. And I still have 1,200 Chinese in my inventory. Bro. So I haven't I haven't done a, a shiny number check in a, in a minute. But, uh, like, me... I had, like, 30 shiny Lavatar. I got rid of 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I had, they, like, like 60 shiny Swinub. Uh, I got rid of 40 of them. You need those, man. Yeah, I That's kept some of them. They're watermelon. That's food waste. Look, <laughs> I transferred those one at a time because I didn't want to go change my settings that would let me mass transfer because okay. I'm paranoid about that. So yeah. that took forever. That's fair enough. Yeah, I have a lot of things that are just favorited because I was like, I should favorite this and they are no longer worthy oh, of I also thing. transferred 75 legendaries, roughly. Wow. I had like a ton of Kyogre and Groudon just sitting there. I went through the IVs and I'm like, all right, well, I might keep this one and keep this one. And then I don't need the rest of these. 
at the different like CP tiers, if it was weather boosted or not, I keep like the best three of each. Is has been like my new my new thing. <sighs> I keep I just, six oh of each, gosh. which is super unnecessary, but I do it anyway. Um, so my my total shiny count right now is two thousand four hundred and fifty six out of fifty five hundred Pokemon I currently have. That's, that's that checks out. You've had so many yeah. days where you're just like, I got thirty five, and I'm like, why? Get rid of them. You don't yeah, need. I them. don't know. It's it's it, today. I mean, my spoilers. My goal for today is thirty again. Because why not? That seems to be the sweet spot for me. Jeez. Also, can I just say, okay, look, Niantic, if you're listening, th- these sponsored gifts that you're, not these sponsored <laughs> gifts, but these gifts that you're giving me, like Mega Rayquaza or gifts gearing up for GoFest New York, stop giving me nat nat berries. Knock it off. You're going in the garbage. I don't want them. You're going to help me gear up. I'm just like, oh, that's right. I got so many berries I got to throw out. <laughs> All right. Um, Cool. So you did all of it. That was a, a, a full house for you. A royal flush. Yep. Wow. Yep. I, I managed. It's a miracle. Good job. Good job. Uh, for myself, clear out Pokemon storage. I did some and then I undid some of that and that didn't really work out. And I thought for some reason, I thought I had put restock Pokeballs again because I had failed it last week. I thought I paid it forward. And so I did a lot of stock runs this past week while I was out and about because I was traveling for work to and from the office several times and getting my sister from the airport and all that fun stuff. Um, I had got like over uh, 1100 pokeballs and stuff and like 300 great balls and 200 ultra balls. Like I did, I did uh, stock up and that'll be good for Froki day today, but not on my goals, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so clear up Pokemon storage. No mega progress. Yes. I'm still working on my Tyranitar. Almost there. Walk four more routes. I did not get out to the park. Today is what I'm going to. So that did not happen. So I'm I'm embarrassed to say this week, one out of three for me. Wow. And three out of three for Mr. Kyle, also known as one for you mathematicians out there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, congratulations, Kyle. Maybe I'll just bring the belt with me when we go to the airport on Tuesday and you can wear it on the plane and just beam. That sounds miserable. It's not enough space on the plane as is. No, not. There's always room for a title champion belt. Always room. <laughs> um. And before we get started here with the rest of the show, big shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you very much. Um, very excited to meet a bunch of people in New York. Uh, just friendly reminder that we are having meetups every day in the park, two of them, one at 11 a.m. and one at 3 p.m. And then on Saturday night, we are doing an outing starting at 8 p.m. for the first location, moving to a second location at 10 p.m. All those details can be found on our website, gocastpodcast.com, on the New York City 2023 uh, tab at the top. I think it's the second option next to home. So go ahead and check that out, and we'll we'll see you there. Please bring your Cyndaquils. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay um well we would normally pass on over to the news but there is no news to pass it to so instead we're just gonna hop right into the express lane and our first exit available is gear up there we are so this week on gear up we're going to talk about some lingo some pokemon go lingo we tend to take for granted and just kind of break it down a little bit this is very 
quick and messy, not in extreme detail, just to kind of get an understanding of some terms that people use and some terms that they don't, but are fun to know anyways. First up, I talk about it every once in a while. We have Breakpoint. And that is the level where a Pokemon will deal more damage, generally with a fast move, against a specific target. For example, it's it's used very frequently for PvP, but in PvE, a 15 attack IV Raikou's Thundershock fast move will deal 5 damage at level 31 against a Suicune raid boss. But if it was a level 30 Raikou, it would only deal 4 damage. So 31 is the break point for its damage there. And that, that's a big deal. That's, you know, you're technically effectively doing, what what is that, 20% more damage? Yeah. 25% more damage from one level power up? It can make or break, especially if you're hitting with those fast moves like 20 times, 30 times in that exchange. And adds yeah, up. and it can be a huge deal in PvP, but the math behind it in PvP is so much more complicated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have Bulk. Talk about how bulky a Pokemon is. And that's really just the Pokemon's general staying power, usually a product of its HP and defense. We don't really talk about it in hard numbers because it's it's really just to give you a broad idea. Also takes into account its typing and what kind of resistances it has. That can help determine how bulky a Pokemon is overall. Next up, this one is used a lot. And it didn't occur to me that like, People might not know what it is, especially if they don't take part in a lot of other games, but counters. A Pokemon, a counter is a Pokemon that is especially effective against a particular target. Nothing else fancy. If a Pokemon is a counter, it is probably the preferred choice to use against it in that scenario. Also, not to be confused with the fast move of the same name. No. Very different. But counter is very good fast move. It is very good. So generally speaking, good stuff. (laughs) Next up, we have DPS. Stands for damage per second. Talk about this one a lot. I think I've broken it down several times, but it's always good to have refreshers. And DPS is the resulting calculation from a particular fast and charge move combination based on the move's duration and energy generation slash cost. This is specifically in terms of PvE here. Again, as is everything on here, although it can have crossover with PvP. That said, talking about energy, let's talk about energy next because it it occurred to me today, the game doesn't tell you about energy. There's no info about energy in the Pokemon Go app at all. The only thing we have is damage numbers and a vague bar next to your charge move to kind of give you an idea. So what is energy? Well, every fast move generates energy and every charge move costs energy. And that's pretty much it. Use a fast move, you get energy. Use a charge move, you spend energy. And as I said, you can't find those numbers out in game. There are some general rules that are safe to go by. A one bar in game generally means 100 energy. A three bar in game generally means 33 energy. Two bars where you get iffy and it could be 50 energy, it could be 45, it could be 55. And even the three bars sometimes are, they deviate a little bit, but yeah. Good, so it's good always good to, to look it up if you want that information. But that's energy that 
the game should really tell you about. Nah, they'll it's, figure it out. It's, fine. it's a huge, it's a huge deal. If it does tell us about it, someone tell me because I missed it. Apparently, I don't think they're they've added like an onboarding for PvP. Yeah, it's so you know so important. There's like, like turns and everything that's yeah. not on our list of lingo here. Oh man, I looked up a PvP lingo list and I'm like. Hey, Fish and DeFi, here's an episode. Here's an idea for a whole episode. Just <laughs> talk about all of this. Thank you, like a mini series. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have IVs, stand for individual values. These are the stats that are shown when you go to the appraisal screen. You get the three bars, it's kind of vaguely, but the notches are very specific. You, you learn how to read it over time. Yeah. And each one is presented out of 15. And generally, we talk about it in terms of percentages. So a Pokemon with 15 attack, 14 HP, and 15 defense is a 98% because it has 44 out of 45 possible IV points. And then every time you take a point away, you go down about 2% some rounding fun and stuff like that. That's the general idea, though. Hundo, obviously, 15, 15, 15. Nundo, playful way of saying zero is zero 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 we talked about that last week found out we only had a couple in our inventory yep oh yeah next up is a a lot harder to define i think and it's meta also meta gaming and what i've got here is particular strategies in the game done to maximize your performance it's a very general idea the meta is usually geared more towards PvP conversations, but it can have applications in PvE. As an example, Mewtwo is a very meta Pokemon, as it is always the best choice if it can be effective, if you need Psychic-type damage. Other than that, it's hard to kind of give solid answers. You know, Ky Primal Kyogre is meta when it comes to Water-type, but... It's not the be-all, end-all, because there can be other options depending on what moves are used and stuff like that. And in terms of PvP, meta usually refers to the most common and most successfully used Pokemon in any given league. Yeah. Yep. Next up, we have STAB. Stands for Same Type Attack Bonus. That's a 1.2 times damage multiplier to any attack that the attacking Pokemon shares a type with. So if Charizard uses a fire type move, bonus damage. Charizard uses a flying type move, bonus damage. Charizard uses a dragon type move, not bonus damage. Well, Charizard X. Does, yeah, if Charizard, Mega Charizard X. Sorry. Excuse me. You're right. <laughs> Anyways. Lastly, here we have TDO, which stands for Total Damage Output. And this is just the product of a Pokemon's DPS and its bulk. Generally, it's multiplied against each other, and the numbers can or can't be reliable. I feel like a lot of people have moved away from TDO overall. Game Press's website uses a new thing called effective rating that I'm not going to go into here, but TDO can give you a good general idea of how a Pokemon performs overall. Yeah. 
and that's that's it for today. There's a whole lot more that can be talked about, but I'm not going to get into any of the PvP stuff because I'm just going to look like a fool. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. There's it gets really quite complicated, you know. But I mean, like there are terms like sack swap and stuff like that that most people kind of understand, or you could sort of assume yeah, what it there, means. There's right? simple stuff as well, like leads. Yeah, and anchors uh, and anchors yeah. and stuff like that. Safe swaps. Yeah. There, there is a lot of opportunities for some fun conversations there. For yeah, sure. maybe the next time we do our season, all four of us together episode, <laughs> your gear up can be like a, a shared effort. <laughs> okay, oh, that's an idea. That's That'd an be idea. fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought since, since we didn't have any news and since this is a sort of a shorter gear up segment, I, I did see some, some questions in discord and online. People are like, yeah, go fest. New York city's happening and I'm going, what do I have to care about again? Cause we did sort of get like a drip feed of information about the event and stuff like that. So just really quick. I mean, uh, we're not going to go through like specifics, but just very, very quickly. If you're in the park, there will be uh, four different habitats. They're going to be on a map and those habitats will have spawns, right? They're specific to them. Cool stuff. And then when you're in the city experience, you will have, you know, a variety of spawns from all of those habitats happening throughout your city experience. You won't be able to target the habitats as much like you did with your park experience, but more or less, if you're looking for a particular Pokemon, that Pokemon will likely be available for you to also find in, during the city experience. So I thought, let's just give a couple of highlights for each of the habitats really quick, and that'll satisfy both camps of, what do I care about park experience, and what do I care about city <laughs> experience? Uh, so the first the first biome is Prehistoric Volcano, um, and here you're going to find your Aerodactyl wearing a satchel. That's going to be a good shiny to hunt for. People will care about that. If you didn't get your Tyrant like I did not during Adventure Week, Tyrant will be there as well mm -hmm. for the shiny hunt. Kangaskhan as well if you need that regional. Um, and then the rest of the spawns are just generally good. I think when we've talked about this in the past, Prehistoric Volcano has kind of been like ahead above the rest <laughs> as an interest. And I mean, the Satchidactyl definitely <laughs> does it for me. Or, or Aero Satchel. Which one do we like better? Satchel Dactyl or Aero Satchel? I think Aero Satchel. Yeah, it's a good one. Aero, Aero Satchel. Satchel. Okay. Uh, next up is Poison Swamp. And in Poison Swamp, you're going to be finding uh, Ponyard in the wild. Good opportunity to target Shiny Hunt that one because otherwise you're hatching 12 kilometer eggs like, like me <laughs> to no avail. I did get a Hundo Ponyard this past week, though. Oh, my gosh. Finally, something <laughs> good. Or it was two weeks ago, something like that. I forgot to share it. Uh, and then Tentacool, Venipede, those are some other highlights. I know people, oh, Skaroopy, how can I forget Skaroopy? Cursed Treasures is the next one. And this one's all about Ghastly. I'm just kidding. Ghastly is in the pool, though. But, you know, uh, Golette is the is a new shiny. You're going to want to hunt yeah. there. Chimeco for the extra dust. Snorlax, shiny hunting is always fun. Yamask is relatively rare. And Durant, if you don't normally have access to it. And Athletic Field, don't go to Athletic Field. I'm just kidding. No, there's actually a couple of good ones in Athletic Field, uh, including oh. in, in almost limited to Lucario. <laughs> yeah, no, it is really just limited. It would have been kind of cool if they'd brought Sock back with Sock and Throw. Yeah. That would have yeah. probably given Athletic Field kind of the boost it needed. True. 
True. But, you know, catching fully evolved Lucario in the wild is going to be great. Oh, yes, but I hope they adjusted the catch rate because that's probably going to be miserable. Yeah, I'm hoping they just made the catch rate for all these Pokemon pretty low or pretty easier to catch. (laughs) Also, Sigilife spawning everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sigilife is noting it's not a biome specific, but that's yeah, that's the call out. Yep. Sigilife is there all over the place. So is that Pikachu wearing an amethyst crown and then the unknown that are spawning everywhere. A D I M N O an exclamation point. Exclamation point is uh, a big deal. So I think I need that. I think I need that. N. I think that's what I'm excited about for these unknowns. Yeah. Which means I need it too. So great. Uh, It's just even more inventory garbage. I have so many unknown in my inventory that I just can't get rid of. Yeah, me too. I've got like three of each letter and I'm like, I don't want to bring this down anymore. Oh, not the (laughs) N. I need the M. Okay. So I'm right, well, we'll we'll hunt that together. And if only one of us gets it, we'll trade it for the deck century. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. There's a little pick me up for what to expect for GoFest New York uh, heading into that event weekend. Um, but thank you very much, Mr. Kyle, for a great gear up segment. And that means we're going to uh, go over to Pokalore next. And this week for Pokalore, we're going to be covering for no particular reason other than it was sort of sort of relevant to PvP uh, this past weekend. Chen Chao, the angler Pokemon and Lantern, the light Pokemon. I do believe we've actually covered this in the past, but we were struggling <laughs> to choose a Pokemon. We were like, do we do Froki? No, nah, we just did that. Do we do Deancey and Carmi? No, 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 no. We just did that. <laughs> Here we go. Chen Chao. Jinchao is a small Piscine Pokemon with a round blue body. It has large yellow eyes with pupils shaped like plus signs, a pair of semi-transparent light blue pectoral fins, and stubby feet. Positioned on Jinchao's rear, where its tail would be, are a pair of antennae that curve up and over its head. The antennae developed from fins and have yellow teardrop-shaped orbs at the tips. Inside Chinchou's antenna are electricity-generating cells. They create so much electrical power that they even make Chinchou tingle slightly, like, <laughs> like a caffeine buzz. The orbs on its antenna can grow and light up from the electric current, which Chinchou uses to lure prey. It also flashes its light to communicate with others of its kind and claim territory. By discharging positive and negative electricity from the antenna, it can both defend itself and stun its prey. Chinchow live on dark ocean floors, rarely ever coming up to the surface. However, it has demonstrated the ability to walk on land in the anime. It's a little like little <laughs> Next up is Lantern. Lantern is a blue Piscine Pokemon that resembles an anglerfish. That's so funny. Chinchow is the angler Pokemon. Lantern resembles an anglerfish, but is then turned to the light Pokemon. Localization team, we just want to talk. (laughs) It has big red eyes with a yellow mask-like marking around them and small light blue pectoral fins. The lower half of its tail fin is yellow and has jagged edges. On its back is a Y-shaped antenna with a spherical orb at each tip. This antenna is a modification of its dorsal fin. Inside its orbs are bacteria that produce light by absorbing lantern's bodily fluids. It lures prey using the glow then blinds them by using an intense flash before it swallows them whole. 
The flash it creates is visible on the surface from a depth of over three miles or five kilometers. This has earned it the nickname the Deep Sea Star. Lantern competes with Luminian when catching its prey, Starmy. Frillish and Sharpedo are natural predators of Lantern. Lantern inhabits the depths of the ocean. Whenever they talk about like the predator and prey stuff with the water Pokemon, it really makes the Pokemon oceans sound like a terrifying place, which yeah. is fine. Ocean is a scary place. Could you imagine an ocean with Sharpedos just flying around at the speed of sound? No, no. When they were chasing after me in uh, Sword and Shield, was it Sword and Shield, Scarlet and Violet? Scarlet, well, the ones where they can like chase you? That get, that made me freak out. I can't imagine that in real life. Yeah, no. No, thank you. Uh-uh. No, no. Pokemon's bl- a scary world. It is. It is. I mean, Slugma on its own. I mean, my gut, my goodness just melts every everything <laughs> within a 10 mile radius. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, stats for Lantern. Max CP at 40 is 2085 and at 50, it's 2357. 268 stamina, 137 defense and 146 attack. Super high stamina. That's so thick. My goodness. Um, and the best moveset is going to be spark or water gun if you want to justify it that way. Um, and then with Surf and Thunderbolt, although I believe the ones we were seeing at uh, the World Championship Series this past weekend, they all had Spark on them. So, uh, you know, do with that information what you will. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. That's Chin Chow and Lantern. Uh, hope that you learned something about them. I, I mean, I know we've read these before, but I, I kind of forgot a couple of things. Again, the Predator and Prey stuff is just so strange. Poor Starmie. <laughs> Luminian catches its prey, Starmie as well. That's weird. I didn't know Luminian would eat Starmie. I don't know. How is Frillish eating Lantern? Oh, yeah. It, at least, like, Sharpedo makes sense. Yeah, it does. But, you know, the thing is, like, Lantern is it electric type, though, too. So, like, that seems like a losing battle. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. That's it for Pokalore. That means we're already, oh my gosh, the time is flying on this episode. We're already in the Pokepulse section. For last week's Pokepole, we had, what has been your luckiest and unluckiest moments in Pokemon Go? First response is from Aneven Way. They said, I'm semi-new, so my luckiest is either when I caught a shiny Shroomus, and then a few minutes later caught a shiny Aerodactyl. It's pretty lucky. But it also could have been when I got shiny sunglasses Squirtle and then had another shiny on the next wild encounter. Oh, I'm just jealous of shiny sunglasses Squirtles. Oh, my gosh. They're great. My unluckiest is when I had a Galarian Articuno fled. I feel I feel that. I definitely do feel that. Well, at least rest assured you're not alone. They're running <laughs> from everybody out here. Next response is from Nine Thistles, and they said, My luckiest was when I caught slash hatched three hundos on the same day within a few hours of each other. A Turtwig, a Cyndaquil, and a Carvana. My unluckiest was when I transferred my hundo glasses Squirtle. Still hurts. Oh. I thought I knew which one she was and did a mass transfer. <gasps> Needless to say, I label all my mods immediately now. Yep. Oh, no. That's tragic. That feels bad. That's tragic. Yeah. Oh, my. Next one from Fire Drillin. He said, my first ever five-star raid was a Kyogre during the 2018 Water Festival. 
I got a hundo and didn't know what it meant until someone told me that was the best possible CP back in the days of the cryptic IV checking text. Oh, God. Yeah, where they just gave us like hints, like word problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like a logic puzzle you had to solve. Right, right. I didn't get a shiny Ralts during its community day until I got my only one three minutes to the end playing and grinding the full three hours. Okay, yeah, that, that might be one of the most unluckiest things out there. That's yeah, that, that's like record-breaking. <laughs> Unlucky. Our last one comes in the form of an email from DopeDude858. They said, hello, gents. DopeDude858 here to answer the poker poll. My luckiest moment in Pogo was my Shundo Driftblim caught on my last Pokeball. Nice. This was back in the good old days where I used daily adventures to get Pokeballs. My unluckiest moment is when I had a shiny Mega Gyarados run from me. Also, my only Nundo is a Ducklet that I named Defy. Aww. Shundo luck for all and good luck getting that shiny unknown. Exclamation mark. Sorry for the short email. Dope dude eight five eight. How dare you with the short email? <laughs> we only accept long emails around these parts. No, only long emails. Uh huh. That's right. All right. So for this week's Pokepole, we have you've been asked to join your local Pokemon League as a gym leader. What type would you specialize in, and who would be your ace? Bonus points for other members of your Pokemon team. I know somebody's asked us this question via email before, um, but now I think it's time for everybody to give an answer. Yep, that's mm-hmm. that's fair. Do, do you want to give an answer that's uncommon, or do you want to let our answers stand? I mean, I don't remember what I said, so I'm just going to go through the process once more. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a bug-type ch- gym leader, probably the first gym, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, first first or second, maybe. Yeah. Just second. Yeah. But then you're going to be like, man, this guy's got a Caesar as his ace. What's going on here? It doesn't know any moves, though. <laughs> it doesn't know any moves. All it knows is bullet punch, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Caesar would be my ace. Um, my, uh, I would also have Cleavor on my team, and I would also have a Scyther on my team because that's going <laughs> yeah. to be my thing. It's going to be my thing. And then if I'm an early gym, I probably would only have three Pokemon, so that would fit. But if I had to fill out the rest of the team – I would probably have um, what's the I can never remember the name of the it's not charge a bug. It evolves Vicavolt. from charge. Huh? Vikavolt. Vikavolt. Thank you. Vikavolt for sure for some good coverage. Volcarona if I could manage it. But if I'm, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like what level 17. I don't think that's going to happen. Get at level 17 Volcarona. It can be illegal. It's an NPC Pokemon. That's true. That's true. Uh, if not, then just a Larvesta at the very least. And then I think lastly, like Heracross, because you gotta. You gotta. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kyle? Ghost type and Gengar is your ace. And <laughs> y- yes, but I guess it depends on the generation you're in because Gengar mm-hmm. is the ace is great, especially if you can Gigantamax or Mega Evolve. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, but man. if we're talking Scarlet and Violet, he probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be the one to terrestrialize. I don't know. I don't know how the meta in Scarlet and Violet works. Not going to lie. Uh, I'd also have Age Slash because Age Slash is a beast. <sighs> oh, man. So we got like, to do five, right? Yeah, at least. 
Because I'd imagine the ghost type gym leader would be later in the game. So you'd probably have a much more full team. Probably like, yeah, probably like the sixth gym. Mm-hmm. Although I think it was the seventh gym in Scarlet and Violet. I, I mean, A- Agatha was a Elite Four Elite member. Four. Yeah. So, but even Elite Four only has five. Yeah. I, Depending I on what that. game you're playing, <laughs> I never got that. I was like, "Come on, guys, let's play." By um, rules, probably like like a Trevenant as well. Ooh, I always think like Trevenant or Delmise, but Delmise is just so slow. It like is supposed to be on a Trick Room team or something. Yeah. So. Definitely Trevenant. And then if I'm on if I'm on the Elite Four, I, I want to have Giratina. If I'm not on the Elite Four, no, but I Elite Four with the legendary Pokemon is just is too good. Giratina or Giratino? Well, and if we're a gym leader, it, it technically changes. So I think it would be Giratina ah, because it's we're in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then Spirit Tomb. Because I Ooh. love that ghost dark typing. Yeah. Spirit Tomb or Sableye? Spirit Tomb. Spirit, Spirit Tomb. tomb so that's five. Yeah. That's four. Five. Gengar, Aegislash, Giratina, Spirit Tomb. Oh, and you said not Delmise. Oh, Trevenant. Oh, Trevenant. Trevenant. Okay, yeah. those five. Yeah, I'm going to go with five. Five is a safe number. I'm not a champion, so. I'm going to say you could run Delmise on your team if you had uh, put a Mimikyu that knew Trick Room. Yeah, I do. But but like Gengar is so fast. And it is so Aegis fast. Slash is not exactly slow, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but it's your it's your ace, right? If you get yeah. to your ace, it's likely that the Trick Room strat has failed, right? True. So it's probably True. over by also, that point. I, I love Mimikyu. Mimikyu is so good. Mimikyu's I, I might lead with Mimikyu if we want. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's those are my answers for now. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'm interested to hear what everybody else has to say. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was, once again, you've been asked to join your local Pokemon League as a gym leader. Congratulations on that, by the way. What a what a prestigious honor. Uh, what type would you specialize in and who would be your ace? Bonus points for other members of your Pokemon team. You can answer that question when you post it on Twitter slash X slash whatever that is. Uh, at GoCast Podcast. If you are a patron of ours in our Discord server, we have a Pokepole uh, channel dedicated to it. You can also answer the question via the Spotify mobile app if that is where you're listening. Uh, you can also respond via comment on the YouTube video. Yes, there is going to be a video version of it. I have fixed all of the video-related issues I had the last <laughs> few episodes. This most recent episode is... There's no hitching. There's no freezing. It's... Uh, we're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Um, and then, of course, you can email us to mail at gocastpodcast.com or leave us a voicemail with your answer to 262-586-7717. And speaking of emails and voicemails, Mr. Kyle, it seems so early, but can you remind me where we're at? It's time for emails. Ah, perfect. And no voicemails because it's only been a couple of days. Also, we're okay. 40 minutes in, roughly. It's not it's not that early for for emails. That's true. Sometimes the email section takes the lion's share. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. And uh, we definitely do have a couple of lengthy emails here. Uh, so let's get started. The first one is from Lemmy LeBeau. Hey, Niantic or Pokemon Game Company, give us Shadow Eevee, you cowards. <laughs> I emailed a while ago about this to you all. Just figured it's time to give Niantic <laughs> a reminder. 
Also, I'll be in New York for GoFest. Hope to meet you all in person. Thanks, Remy Lebeau 47. Yes. Please, please come to our meetups. We'd love to meet you. Yeah. Uh, And that's where we'll be. So. (laughs) Yep. Also, maybe controversial opinion. I don't actually know how people feel. We will never get Shadow Eevee. We will never get Shadow Pikachu. Not going to happen. Probably not. It would be amazing. It would be great. It would be such a hunt for so many people. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, can you Im- imagine the like a rocket? O- there, there is so much potential. If they could, if they could, there's so much potential for Eevee and Evolution Rocket takeover events. It would be incredible. Yeah, you know, and and shiny hunting and all that sort of stuff. They could put them in three star shadow raids too, and make that that tier that much more interesting. There's a bunch of stuff. You're right. But do you care to sort of expand a little bit? Because I know we say these things and sometimes we explain them. But can you explain why your position is that they will never do that for Eevee or Pikachu? They're just too much of a flagship. Like it is it is the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Pikachu and Eevee are kind of. They're sort of untouchable in that regard in terms of untouchable is the wrong word. They're uncorruptible. I think in the Pokemon company's eyes because it is so important to the branding. Yeah. 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 Even clone Pikachu, which is like the furthest that Pikachu is really like kind of gone out form wise turned out to be a good guy at the end of that whole exchange, you know? Yeah. And when we got our clone Pokemon, we did not get a clone Pikachu. Just, you know, no, there was a great opportunity did not happen. Um, and you know, people at home might be going, well, Mewtwo is kind of like a flagship Pokemon. Why was Mewtwo shadow? Why were the legendary bird shadow? It's because they're, they're kind of, it's kind of canon. If you look at the movies and the anime and, you know, Coliseum and stuff like that, like it, there are shadow versions of those Pokemon that already exist in Pokemon lore at large. Also for a distinction, cause like, you know, there's a Charizard, for example, that is shadow, but Charizard is like a flagship Pokemon, but Pikachu and Eevee are like the brand of Pokemon. Like you think of Pokemon, anybody who doesn't play Pokemon thinks of Pikachu. And they also can think of Eevee because Eevee is in a lot of promotions. Eevee is very cute. A lot of people just like Eevee. It's a good pairing with Pikachu because of the, the color difference when they're juxtaposed next to each other. And one's on two legs, one's on four legs. It, it, they have a lot of flexibility when they use those two for marketing stuff. Yeah. Um, that said, Kyle, if we did see a Shadow Eevee or Shadow Pikachu, would you then assume we'd probably get the other one? No. I think Shadow Eevee is more likely than Shadow Pikachu, though. Hmm. Okay. This is tra- This is fair. I would agree. I think... You could make a crossover. You could make a connection that could then make an argument that Shadow Eevee could exist. I don't see a world where Shadow Pikachu exists. We need a Shadow Baby event is what we need. That sounds awful. That sounds amazing. I mean, lore-wise, that sounds awful. Yeah, everything that comes out of a 12K egg is now Shadow. Ooh. Oh. Okay. I'm I'm into that. That way we can finally move away from the poison and dark restrictions that it has nah nah i i'm i'm that poniard that hundo poniard i got has re, reinvigorated my love of 12k eggs 
No. So it'll be another like six months before I get anything good out of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you very much, Remy, for the email. Appreciate it. Next email is from Harry. They said to GoCast, I'm a new Pokemon Go trainer, and I've heard a lot of talk about the Pokemon Go Plus, and I have no idea whatsoever what it is. So I'm asking you to tell me what Pokemon Go Plus is. Thank you for your amazing podcast. I enjoy it so much. Shiny vibes to you all. Harry, cool pair Pokemon trainer. Pokemon Go Plus. Well, if we're talking about the original device, it was a device that they released very early in the game cycle that you could connect to the game and you could set it to either detect Pokestops or Pokemon or both. And when it did, the device would buzz and you could hit a button and it would attempt to catch and or spin the stop. Plain and simple. Only use a Pokeball, only use a simple throw. You know, it's like a 60% chance of catching a standard Pokemon or something like that. Not good. Super rudimentary. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the Pokeball Plus, which was a controller for the Nintendo Switch to intended as a crossover for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee that could also serve the exact same functionalities as a Go Plus. I don't believe there's any difference except if you put a Pokemon, you could transfer a Pokemon from Let's Go Eevee or Pikachu into the Pokeball Plus and you'd earn like experience for walking like a pedometer and stuff like that. But it would also automatically spin nearby stops so you wouldn't have to push a button. Yeah. Yeah. Also, those uh, Pokeball Pluses came preloaded with a Mew. Yeah. Uh, so even if you did not have Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, you could still benefit from the auto spinning. Just keep the Mew in there and torture it forever. Forever. Yeah. And then eventually when you buy that game 10 years from now and it's like, you've walked 300,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, we just got the new Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which is a horrendous name. Uh And its intended function is to connect with Pokemon Sleep in order to be used as a sleep tracking tool. It's not a very good sleep tracking tool. Don't buy it with that purpose. But it does the same functionalities as the Pokemon Go Plus with the added functionality of also being able to use Great and Ultra Balls to catch Pokemon. And if you're only using Pokeballs, you can have it automatically attempt to catch a Pokemon that it detects without you having to give an input to the button. I don't think I missed anything. Did I miss anything? No, that's that's right. You, the the part that I was most impressed with is that you remembered all the nuances for the ball plus. <laughs> never used it. I mean I mean well, I used it for go, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you you never used it for let's go ever? I I think I no, I don't think I did. I think when I played through Let's Go, I had we hadn't gotten the like last batch of the ball pluses or whatever. Oh, you know, yeah. I, the game's not gelling with me right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, those games were really simplified, but I loved them. They were fun. Uh, so uh, do highly recommend the Plus Plus if you can afford it and you enjoy Go. It is a good investment, but it is expensive. Not There's no argument there that it is a very expensive peripheral. It is. Um, it's even more expensive than the Ball Plus was, and the Ball Plus was a, a Wiimote, like you mentioned. Yeah. So, yep. There's that. I hope that answers your question there, Harry. The next email is from George. They said, hello, guys. 
I won't lie to you. I'm a new listener, but I'm amazed with the great work you are doing. Keep up the good job. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thanks. that. Yeah. I'm actually from Greece, so sorry for any grammatical errors or anything. I wanted to share a story with you from GoFest 2022 as part of the Pokepole Luckiest Moment. I know I'm an episode late, but whatever. You're, you're just on time. Yeah. It is a story about how I got my first shiny legendary. I was rock, walking around with my best friend doing some quests and had gotten the GoFest medal. We really wanted a Latios to spawn, and it did, but I lost it. After that, I was super sad, and time passed, and nothing spawned, not even on the nearby. Ugh. There were 15 more minutes for the event to end, and I see a Latios on the nearby, but it was pretty far away. We started sprinting and finally got there and found out my wild Latios was a shiny. <gasps> Best moment ever. That's it, guys. I know it's long, and I understand if you don't read it all, but I would love for my story to go on the next episode. Well, there you go. Keep up the good job and the great Pokemon podcast. Yours, George. Well, that's fantastic. I love this. The sprinting to the end stories are always oh, the best. Yeah. Oh, also, my gosh. could the shiny Latios Latias run? They couldn't, right? Because they're technically legendary. I thought they could. They could. Okay. Well, then this went from the luckiest. This could have gone from the luckiest to the unluckiest story. So, congratulations even more. Yeah, I, I don't remember one way or the other. Oh, my gosh. That's I actually can't either. Somebody will correct us for two weeks from now, probably. We didn't make a claim. We said we think it's this, but we're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> Liability. We're good. <laughs> um. So, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Mr. Kyle, When have you ever ran for a Pokemon before in Pokemon Go? Uh, Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, have you ever ran for something in Pokemon Go that wasn't a wild spawn? No. Okay. I don't think so. I think the only time I did was was the Articuno, Articuno raid, raid day, day. <laughs> the first Articuno raid day, leaping over headstones and fences and stuff. It was a good time. Well, it wasn't over headstones; it was between between them. Like him break an ankle. Yeah. Well, you know, I got another one. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, George. Appreciate the email. And now we've arrived at this Nine Thistles email, uh, and we'll be here for a minute. Uh, hello, Go Casters. Nine Thistles here, longtime listener and very infrequent emailer. I had some thoughts I wanted to share about GoFest, among other things. You might already be heading to New York, but I hope you all stay safe and have fun. Stay hydrated. You bet. I got my neck fan in the mail, and I am so ready to look like somebody's dad. <laughs> First, though, thank you for the podcast and all the effort you guys put into each uh, week. I work as a trail maintainer, meaning I basically hike for a living. Because of our small department, I'm often flying solo. In remote places, I listen to podcasts on my portable speakers to ward off wildlife. I don't actually know if it works, but it makes me feel better. I, I mean, <laughs> that's good enough, right? And when I'm working on popular trails, I need a Pokemon Go podcast to listen to. And you guys are the first one I turn to. I will admit my favorite step, my favorite episodes are the ones of y'all covering Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. So sometimes I re-download those episodes for the days I know I'll need a pick-me-up. Uh, well, the DLC is on the horizon. I imagine we will do uh, one for each of those. So there's more a-coming. Also, I want to share a quick little fact about my gameplay. Because it makes me laugh whenever y'all talk about Pokemon inventory. <laughs> my inventory space is 1,700. Ugh. Yeah. You read that right. I have a fam. Uh, I have a friend with a mere 
550 spaces, which I think is just bonkers. Oh, my God. That is bonkers. <laughs> I try to only buy inventory space on those very rare occasions when Niantic gives us a two-for-one deal. We haven't had one in a while, though, so I'll probably break my own rule and buy up to 2,000 right before GoFest. A nice, even number. Do respect the nice, even number uh, deal. Like, yes, do what you got to do. When, when when they leave us at 50, I, I feel real annoyed. Oh, yeah, that's awful. That's awful. Uh, speaking of GoFest, I have an answer for the Poke Bowl from episode 246. I have only gone to Global Fest, though it's on my bucket list to get to an in-person fest one of these days. This year, I'm going to temper my expectations of a large shiny hall, as I have never had more than a handful of shinies in the fests I've participated in, and will instead focus on hatching eggs, collecting stardust, and hunting perfects. Yes, eggs. <laughs> I already have a list of the ones to hunt from each habitat, and will probably only shiny check the rest to save on Pokeballs. My item storage is also very low, so I need to be careful lest I become forced to buy Pokeballs. Join the dark side. It hurts my collector's heart to not catch everything on screen, but I got to prioritize. I'll take a screenshot of my Stardust before and after the event to see what I get. My goal being to break 3 million. Currently, as I'm writing this, I have 2 million and 300 some odd. If I somehow manage to get to 3 million during Froki Day, I'll up it to 3.5 million. I don't have a number goal in mind for the amount of eggs I want to hatch, just that I want to hatch a lot. I still don't have a Larvesta, which is a crime. Kyle, I hatched a second Larvesta two days ago. It happened. Anyway, so that's my main goal for hatching eggs. My last goal is to get enough mega energy to evolve my Hundo Rayquaza. All these Hundo Rayquazas. Yeah, dude, everybody's got one. You don't have one yet? No, I don't have one. (laughs) And I know for a fact you've raided your brains out. I have done a fair amount of Rayquaza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd be nice to get uh, its shiny form, too, but I'm not holding my breath. I seem to have terrible luck with shiny Rayquaza specifically. I live in a relatively small town, which I never thought of as being rural, but according to Go, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, a lot of folks have gone through the trouble of creating very uh, or varied Pokestop gym dense parks that we can all play at. I'm also thankful that my local community is still so active. Before COVID, we even used to meet up for potlucks before each community day. Yeah, we used to do that for raid hour. We would go get some folding chairs and go sit in the park. That's like that's the best stuff. I love that. Uh, during fest, it is always nice to see the turnout with both familiar faces and newcomers. It's incredible how much this game has brought us together in this way. So many of the trainers I know are much older than me who started playing as a way to hang out with their kids or grandkids or because they use it as a fun fitness app. Moving along to the next topic. I wanted to talk about routes. I was going to complain, but many others have voiced my exact opinion already. So I'll talk about what I'm looking forward to when I can finally make them myself. We have a very extensive trail system in and around town, many of which already have Pokestops at the entrances. I'll have to do some scouting to make sure there's another Pokestop I can stop at. Otherwise, I may have to give Wayfarer a try. (laughs) I have worked on maybe 70% of the trails in the county, and there are many I want to show off. I live in a very dynamic landscape full of canyons and mountains alike with lots of breathtaking views. This is such a foreign concept to us in Illinois. Yeah, right. Mountains, what <laughs> are those? Excuse me? You, do you mean a big old hill? <laughs> I imagine the route system will be more popular in town, but when you can hike to an overlook that lets you see the town and the entire valley all the way to the neighboring mountain range, why wouldn't you? Good question. That sounds beautiful. And you might as well get a bit of the game bonus while you're at it. 
I also want to put in some of my dog's favorite rocket walking routes. He's 17 now and can't walk outside Aww. due to sight loss, but I still walk him. That's adorable. To be honest, I was very excited about routes before I even knew about the Z cell system. I rushed out of work to a trail near my house, thinking that I'd have to beat other trainers there. Needless to say, my disappointment bordered on frustration when I realized Niantic hadn't warned us that not all trainers would be able to make routes. Major bummer. I still can't make any, and I've only seen one in town. I'll try it out this weekend when I have an hour to spare. I hope they get it all sorted out, even if it takes them a while. I'd rather wait for a fully realized system than play with something already broken. Yeah, that's that's yep. a good sentiment. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Last topic I want to touch on is tips for beginner trainers inspired by trainers in my local channel. Mainly labeling Pokemon. I'm not talking about tags, just naming Pokemon something that makes sense to you. For example, I name all of my gym defenders Zote, so I can quickly sort by name and choose the one on top. I also name all of my raid fighters after their moves and how quick the charge moves are. For example, a Gyarados with Bite and Outrage is labeled Dark Dragon Q equals Dark Dragon Quick Charge. Sorry, it's D-R-K-D-G-N-Q, and that equals Dark Dragon Quick Charge. That way I can tell at a glance what my team is packing and if I need to switch some around. Making raid parties and PvP teams, if you're into that, before heading out is a good time saver. Sometimes it takes a little extra homework, but knowing what Pokemon to bring can save you from a frustrating time. I've heard trainers and raid parties say, I thought this was my favorite rock move, <laughs> Tyranitar, or something similar. That's me. <laughs> uh, it does take a bit of housekeeping, but spending some time organizing during downtime can really pay off. A, a quick brag before I end the email, I hatched a second Hundo Wimpod the other day. I named him Rift after the Rift Herald from uh, League of Legends. Nice, nice. Scuttle. My uh, only problem is I only just managed to evolve my first one. Never mind. Level it up. I'm going to be walking these critters until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> to end the email, I have a scenario for you. I do apologize. It's been uh, asked before or if it's been asked before, something happened between Niantic and the Pokemon company. A bribe? Triple dog dare? No one knows for sure how or why it happened, but they have released a mythical community day. There is a five Pokemon spawn pool for this community day centered around a theme, the mythical Pokemon, and the catch rate is on par with the Galarian Trio catch rates. Is this a balanced event? Uh, don't worry about it. My question to you is, what or which mythical besides Mew are we encountering? It can be any previously released mythical or one we haven't seen yet. Bonus points if you give an avatar item. Uh, and then they have their own answer. I'm going to read that too. Well, I would like another chance at Shaman. It's one of my favorite mythicals. For my answer, I'm going with Mars Shadow. The map and sky would be a dark twilight with strange shatter, uh, shadows occasionally speeding across the ground. And the Pokestops glowing like flickering lanterns to guide the way. The sun would be just over the horizon with enough light to make your shadow really long. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Every so often, your avatar shadow would have glowing eyes that blink a couple times before disappearing. The spawns would be Duskull, Yamask, both forms, Litwick, Phantom, and Mimikyu with Dark Rye and five-star raids. We could even get a hat that looks like Marshadow's Zenith form or perhaps a pair of glasses that looks like Marshadow's flaming eyes or both. The event would also give trainers a masterwork research. So everyone is guaranteed one Marshadow. I decided to go with that, uh, that Pokemon 
that in my opinion had the spookiest Pokedex entries. I thought about incorporating some fighting types, but a mon that sneaks into your shadow to learn more about you is just too spooky not to make it a Halloween-esque event. While I would like costume Pokemon and raids, I couldn't think of any at the time of writing. So let's just say the rest of the raids are to be announced. Looking forward to your thoughts and not at all sorry for the deliberately long length of this email. May the shiny vibes be ever in your favor. Nine thistles. Okay. So last question here, Kyle, is yep. this mythical. What what mythical community day would you have? That Marshawn has a really good answer, by the way. Yeah. Um, mm, I think Zarud. Ooh, okay. Because we only got one. We did. And people want more. And it'd be fun. You could do you could definitely do some kind of jungle theme there. Depending on how you wanted to lean into it, you could do like not a very exciting, but Orangaroo and Passimian. That's slightly on topic there. For for some of your monkey jungle theme there. Yeah. Maybe uh Mankey or Primeape, stuff like that. So that's that's my answer there. You can have Turtwig in your spawn pool too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, all right, so for me, uh, Genesect Community Day. Okay. Um, because I think it'd be cool for like all the different drive types to be rotating around in raids and stuff throughout. That'd be pretty sweet. And the spawn pools would be a mixture of uh, bug and steel type Pokemon. So you'd probably see like Ferris Seed. You would see Scyther, you know, um, and stuff like that. I'd be interested in that. But, you know, like, are, are we still missing a drive? I'm not sure if we are. I don't think so. No, I think we've got, well, we've gotten four drives. I don't remember if Genesect has more, but I think that's all we're getting. Yeah, so it would be, it'd be great to have them all just sort of available so people could play catch up if they missed it and things like that. I think that would be really good. There, there are four cool. drives. That is. Yeah. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. And then, like, some sort of research where it gives you, a, you know a good iv one or something and they're all shiny eligible already so that'd be a perfect candidate for a community day blowout <laughs> in my opinion um but that's it thank you so so much for the email nine thistles great question and, and great feedback and insight on other parts um i hope that the routes situation uh, clears up for you because it sounds like you are the most qualified person to be making them in your community so uh you should have that tool yeah uh, but if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. You can also visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast or for the details about our meetups during New York Go Fest weekend, this upcoming weekend, at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter slash X slash whatever at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash gocastpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash gocastpodcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Marvin, and Mimi, Sforter, Sui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Motters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew, too, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, and Victoria. Thank you so, so much for your generous support and for helping us keep the digital lights on. 
Um, and if you'd like to help support the show non-monetarily or in addition to your patron pledge, you can do so in a very helpful way. And it's by leaving a review. And since the last time I checked reviews, we've gotten three new ones. So thank you very much to these three people. This one is from Marianne D. Harrison. And they said, started listening a couple of weeks ago. I'm really enjoying this podcast on Pokemon Go. I appreciate that they explain things and don't assume the listener is savvy in all areas of the game. I'm at level 50 for almost two and a half years and learned something. Fast gifting? Great banter, <laughs> lighthearted, and informative. <laughs> yeah, fast gifting is great. It's also the bane of my existence because it means I have no good excuse anymore for not gifting. It, my excuse is the UI is still bad. Uh, I, you know what? I'm part of that. It's pretty just, good. <laughs> just let me click and open the gift. Stop wasting my time. I will say, though, like during the Adventure Week thing, when uh, it was, I would sit through the gift animation because it felt quicker then I need one more seven kilometer egg to back out. Go, oh man, man. That said, when gifts are guaranteed from stops for events, sending gifts is far more tolerable for me. And then you also can usually hold more gifts at the same time. Yeah, interacting with the gift system with the current limitations is very frustrating. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to improve. I think it works just fine, but it's, yeah, the, it's the very eggs. Pokemon. Just go look at Pokemon Sleep and how many unnecessary animations they have there. It'd be great if, like, when you're done with it, it popped up stuff on the right, like when you finish anything else. You know, like, oh, I got a seven kilometer egg. Great. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this next one is from Finn44, and they said, I really love to listen uh, to your show. I've been listening for a year now, and absolutely <laughs> uh, uh-huh. love it because of your show. Uh, I have got back into Pogo and even went to GoFest last year. I can't make it to New York, but hope you uh, gents uh, love it. And uh, my best Pokemon is a 98% shiny Regice I got from the GoTour Hoenn. Nice. Love the show. Sorry for the long review and shiny vibes all from Finn. 98% shiny Regice is sick. That's awesome. Uh, thank you for the review. And this last one is from Marky Mark. I don't believe it's the one from Incense I don't think Podcast. Mark Wahlberg listens to our podcast. Not that either. No, no, no. Uh, hello, my friends. I just wanted to give a PSA based on a recent episode. I am level 44, almost 45. And before the episode, you talked about quick catching. I did not know about it. <laughs> so I think you should bring it up more often, maybe monthly. <laughs> Fair. Sorry for the, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Sorry for the short email. Quick catch vibes. P.S. Look forward to seeing you at GoFest New York. Oh, yeah, we'll see you there. Thanks for the review. Uh, and please feel free to leave one of your own to your listener. Lastly, but not least, Kyle, we've got to set some goals. And I set I set my goals earlier before we started the show, and I neglected to realize that not only is Froki Community Day happening in uh, 25 minutes, but um, we're also going to be going to New York Go Fest. Yeah, we're going to be going to New York before, uh, in between when we record next. Yeah. Oh, I another goal go ahead yours i think i can come up with oh okay goal. i was just about to, to say the same thing to you but i i figured it out all right so i want to catch 30 shiny froki like i said no spoilers there Two hundred fifty thousand stardust at the very least i think that's going to be just from community day i'm not going to set a stardust goal for go fast because i'm setting an egg goal for go fast <laughs> finish four more routes i'm hoping that it's a feature that we can probably do at go fast otherwise i'd like to get them done before i even leave a shiny arrow satchel because of course and i would like to hatch 300 eggs over the weekend 
All right. Oh, and, oh and, eggs. Uh, God. And take pictures with everyone. That's my last goal. Take pictures with everybody. All right. All right. So I've got 20 Shiny Froakie and 200K Stardust. Uh, continue my mega progress. Do some buddy progress. I'm currently working on my Hondo Alolan Marowak. Uh, it's like great buddy or something. I don't even know, honestly. Uh, I want a shiny unknown. Any of them. I also need unknown M, but I'm assuming that's a surefire, so it's not a goal. Mm-hmm. And I want a shiny Golette. Ooh. That's that's my one like shiny goal at GoFest. I want shiny Golette. Okay. And I also would like to get shiny Arrow Satchel. It's not as important to me, but it's still really good. It's so cool. <laughs> and then 5K stops for my backpacker medal. I'm at... 35809. I guess I should write that down, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be like, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, don't forget level 47, dude. Uh, but no, that, I mean, again, that should be guaranteed. So I'm not going to put it down. You'd be surprised. No, it should be guaranteed. <laughs> I'm not putting it down because it should be guaranteed. Uh, and <laughs> 200 like, eggs. I'm 46. Uh, I'm hoping I blow that out of the water, but we're going to Okay. See. Okay, great. Um, I added two more really quick listening to you because you, you inspired me. Shiny Tyrant and a shiny Lucario as well on my list. Lucario probably won't happen because I'm not going to spend time in athletic fields. No, thank you. I'm going to avoid that. Tyrant and Aerosatchel can be hunt together, so that'll be nice. Yep. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we will see y'all when we get back from uh, GoFest New York. If we didn't see you there first, hopefully we did. Uh, for episode 249. Good luck with GoFest New York if you're going to go. And if not, have a lovely weekend all the same. We hope you caught all of the frogs. Uh, Have a good one. Shiny vibes. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.